Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Forward Curve. Hello and welcome back to The Forward Curve, the weekly podcast covering the commodity markets and the global economy, brought to you by Gold Street Advisors, the independent research and advisory firm. In this episode, we'll be discussing the Purchasing Managers Index, or PMI, and what the data say about the health of the world's economy. I'm Christian Clavidecher, and joining me will be our Chief Analyst, Robin Barr. Be sure you're a subscriber to The Forward Curve, and check out our website, www.goldstreetadvisors.com, to learn what Gold Street Advisors can do for you and your company. So, welcome back, Robin. Go ahead and kick things off for us. Thanks, Christian. We take a look at the manufacturing sector in this week's podcast and examine how it is performing. Global manufacturing output and new orders accelerated at the start of the fourth quarter. Global manufacturing output rose at the fastest pace in over two and a half years in October, building on the return to growth seen during the third quarter of the year. New order intake strengthened, assisted by a further upturn in international trade, while business optimism rose to its highest level since May 2018. And this was even before the news of a successful vaccine for COVID-19. The JP Morgan Global Manufacturing PMI posted 53 in October, up from 52 spot four in September, to post its best reading for 29 months, i.e. since May 2018. The headline PMI has signaled growth in each of the past four months. All right, Robin, why don't you take a moment to explain what exactly the PMI is? PMI stands for Purchasing Managers Index, or indices if we're talking about more than one. And global manufacturing, we also have service sector PMIs. Uh, These are compiled from responses to monthly questionnaires sent to purchasing managers, i.e. these guys that purchase raw materials at an auto company, for example. So the purchasing manager at Ford would be um, looking to buy copper, aluminum, nickel, palladium, uh, platinum and so on and it's essentially questioning these guys in survey panels in over 40 countries totaling around 13 and a half thousand companies of all sorts but mostly industrial um, sector companies and they account for 98 percent of global manufacturing value added survey responses are then collected in the second half of each month and indicate the direction of change compared to the previous month. And a diffusion index is calculated for each survey variable at the country level. The index is the sum of the percentage of higher responses and half the percentage of unchanged responses. The index varies between 0 and 100, with a reading above 50, indicating an overall increase or growth compared to the previous month, And likewise, below 50, uh, a decrease or contraction, so uh, negative growth in sentiment. And these indices are then seasonally adjusted. They're calculated for the following variables, not just manufacturing output, 
but also new orders, new export orders, future output, backlogs of work, employment, quantity of purchases, supplies, delivery times or lead times, if you like, stocks of purchases, stocks of finished goods, waiting for um, delivery, input prices and output prices. So a lot of components from these PMI surveys. Okay. And so then why are the PMIs watched so closely? They're watched uh, closely uh, and are an important economic indicator because it probably provides the first indication each month. um, And these come out pretty much on the first or second day of each month. They give a good indication of world manufacturing business conditions. Are conditions getting better uh, or are they getting worse, as we saw in uh, perhaps March, April, May, when the world economy was in the grips of the COVID pandemic and the first lockdown. Um, so the data enables decision makers in the financial world, in government, to make better judgments much earlier than would otherwise be the case. And the wide coverage of the indices together with their speed of production, the accuracy and direct comparability make them unmatched as economic indicators. They provide truly must-have information for financial institutions of all kinds and for major corporations worldwide. Robin, what were the key findings of the most recent global PMI data? So we saw manufacturing output, which is the sort of the main measurement that increased in October, solid growth seen across the consumer, intermediate and investment good uh, industries. The fastest expansion was in the investment goods sector. So these are um, capital goods that are purchased by companies in order to invest for the future. So capital machinery uh, and other things that are needed to grow a business. And we saw um, consumer goods producers staying pretty weak, which I suppose makes uh, sense given the um, the weakness overall uh, in the service part of the economy. We did see uh, an acceleration in the intermediate goods category. So these are semi-finished products, which go on to make the finished product, which a consumer uh, would purchase. And this improvement took intermediate goods to a 33-month high. Output growth pretty widespread, so 20 out of the 26 countries for which October data were available showed growth. In North America, both the US and Canada saw solid and accelerated increases in production. We also saw better data uh, in the uh, European Union, led by the steepest expansion in Germany for almost a decade. Output rose at quicker rates in China, uh, India and South Korea. The only negative um, area was Japan. So the downturn continued uh, in Japan, making it one of only six countries to record contractions, the others being Greece, uh, Indonesia, Ireland, Malaysia and Russia. So in addition to um, output, we can look at new orders, which is a, a lead 
indicator that rose for the fourth successive month. So that's quite a positive number, aided by a further increase in new export business as the the world is opening up, trade is um, rebounding. So that's um, underlining some good news out of the um, international economy. Total new business expanded across the consumer, intermediate investment goods, sub-industries, as we've heard. Higher levels of production, new work received led to greater optimism among manufacturers, uh, with business sentiment rising to a 29-month high. October saw manufacturing employment reduced for the 11th consecutive month. That said, the pace of job shedding was only marginal and down markedly since the height of the pandemic. Staffing levels were raised in the US and China, in contrast to losses in the euro area and Japan. And finally, all of this is leading to perhaps something that everybody wants, certainly um, monetary authorities, central banks, and that is inflation. So we saw import price inflation accelerate to a 23-month record in October. Perhaps not surprising given the rise in um, energy prices, in things like copper, nickel, uh, steel, because of higher iron ore, and so on and so forth. Part of the increase in costs were passed on in the form of higher output charges. So this is allowing companies essentially to raise their prices to the end consumer. So this is reflected in inflation in final prices or higher prices being paid by um, you and I. Highlighted, I think, by the sharpest rising selling prices since March of uh, last year. Uh, and all of this ties into the story that we've heard for some time of supply chain disruption, which is continuing, signaled by a further lengthening of average vendor lead times. Stocks of inputs and finished products both um, fell. The former, uh, despite solid increase in purchasing activity. Understood. That's all pretty encouraging. Um, to, to keep with a the constant theme we uh, visit here uh, on the forward curve, can you focus on China for a moment? Sure. So um, if you remember, we discussed China in last week's podcast, the uh, new five-year plan, the vision for 2035. Uh, we talked about the likely evolution of the economy following the uh, Communist Party uh, meeting. So what does the PMI indicate for China? Well, the official one, because there's two, the official manufacturing PMI, that was pretty um, steady in October, little change from a six-month high of 51 and a half in the previous month, um, slightly above market expectations, so that's always good. This was the, uh, the eighth straight month of growth in factory activity, given that you know, China is often labelled the, the world factory. So um, we're seeing ongoing recovery in the economy from the pandemic. There are rises, as we saw with the global manufacturing numbers in, in output, new orders, export sales did well, which is um, positive because obviously China exports to the rest of the world. So it's good that the rest of the world is is now 
growing again. Employment, as we saw for the um, uh, the global numbers, that fell um, at a steeper pace. Delivery times at the suppliers, pretty stable. And on the price front, input costs went up at a faster pace, as well as output charges. So again, talking to this narrative of higher inflation. There are two um, PMI numbers out of China. We talked about the official one. There is the um, the private purchasing managers index for Chinese manufacturing that came in much stronger at fifty three spot six for October, uh, and much better than the forecast uh, in a Reuters poll. The official PMI, just to explain, typically polls a large proportion of big businesses, state-owned companies, the so-called SOEs. But in comparison, the private survey, um, the Keqin market survey, to give its uh, proper name, this features a much bigger mix of small and medium-sized firms. And of course, we need firms of all sizes really to start um, firing and performing better if the economy uh, is going to do well. Right. And just to clarify there, the, the state-issued PMI number was actually 51.4. Uh, yeah. And that's, again, in, in contrast to the private, which showed a much larger, uh, I guess, uh, figure of growth at 53.6. All right. So having addressed China, how is the U.S. faring? The U.S. is faring pretty well. Uh, strong numbers we saw in October. So 59 spot three from 55 spot four in September, the forecast was 56 spot four. So beating uh, the, the, the forecast. And the reading in fact pointed to the strongest growth in factory activity since September of 2018. We saw faster increases in new orders, so that's good, new export orders and production and a rebound in employment and inventories. Price pressures also intensified. So again, talking to higher inflation, um, maybe coming down uh, the road in coming prices. Maybe just finish off with, well, what's the read through to commodities? Well, um, I think this helps to underpin current price levels for energy for metals you know copper's at a um, two-year high uh, almost and therefore further increases in global manufacturing would tend to suggest higher copper prices um, although the jury's still out does the copper price lead the global pmi or does the global pmi lead the copper price maybe that's uh, a debate for another podcast so I'll leave it there, and thank you for listening. <laughs> thank you very much, Robin. That's great. One of our goals here at The Forward Curve is to provide clear insight into the state of the global economy with a particular focus on the commodity markets. Along the way, we will regularly dive into barometers of economic health, like the PMI, to inform and educate all our listeners, be they seasoned market veterans or those who are simply curious about economics and want a better understanding of how it all works. If you have a question about a particular topic that pertains to economics or the commodity markets that you'd like to know more about, please let us know by leaving a message in the comments section. We look forward to hearing from you.
I'd like to thank Robin once again for joining me today. And of course, I want to thank you for joining us. Please be sure to subscribe to The Forward Curve on your favorite podcast platform. You can also visit our website, www.goldstreetadvisors.com for more information about Gold Street Advisors and the services we provide. Join us next week for more analysis and insight into the commodity markets and the global economy. I'm Christian Clavidecher, and on behalf of the Gold Street Advisors team, I thank you for listening. And remember to always keep an eye and ear on the forward curve.